0: Welcome in on a Wednesday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to like usual. BYU football garnering all kinds of praise from all corners of the college football world after their 55-3 demolition of Navy. We'll recap some of that for you. Additionally, they announced yesterday, speaking of the BYU Athletic Department, that BYU will allow 6,000 fans in all at their home opener against Texas State. We'll talk about the machinations of how everything's going to play out with this as it appears it'll be a game-by-game process for BYU throughout this season and also need to talk about a new offer in the basketball world to Jake Wallen, a guy from Timfew High School that BYU fans should be excited about. We'll tell you a little bit about him on today's podcast as well. Today's show, our title sponsors are good friends over at Bilt Bar. Go to builtbar.com right now, use the promo code Locked On and save yourself ten dollars on your next order. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 9th, 2020. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. Kicking off today's show, let's talk about the news from BYU yesterday about the home opener against Troy here in a few weeks. September 26th, BYU will be at home for the first time this season as they take on the Trojans from Alabama. And announcement yesterday from BYU announced that 6,000 BYU fans will be allowed to be in attendance at this game. That is what, 10% or just under 10% of BYU's capacity at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. 1,500 fans per side of the stadium. So north end zone 1,500, south end zone 1,500, east end zone 15, east stands 1,500, west stands 1,500. Not a big crowd by any means, but at least some fans will be there. Uh, It appears from BYU's statement yesterday that this will be a game-by-game process. They are working with the state of Utah as well as the Utah County Department of Health as they evaluate how many fans can attend these games. And I'm actually quite stunned it was that small of a crowd that they're going to allow for this game. I've been hearing strong rumors that up to 24,000 fans, 6,000 per side of the stadium, would be allowed to be in attendance, but as some of you pointed out after the announcement yesterday, under the current restrictions for COVID-19 related restrictions, we are in the yellow zone officially, 6,000 fans is about the max that BYU can allow for an outdoor event. I think they could allow more. That's just my personal opinion. You guys can argue with me. I'm not going to try and uh, dissuade you one way or the other or persuade you one way or the other. I felt like 24,000 would be a good crowd. I felt if you put 6,000 fans per each side of the stadium, so north, south, east, and west, you could still adequately socially distance. 1,500 fans, they will absolutely be able to socially distance. But regardless, at least BYU fans now know what it's going to be. Additionally, this will be on a system where priority with Cougar Club status, as well as your length of being a season ticket holder at BYU, will go into your ability to get tickets for this game. My personal opinion, whoever does get tickets, the secondary market is going to be crazy for these for this game, in particular, speaking of Troy, and on going forward, if they don't allow more than 6,000 fans for the rest of the season, it obviously is going to make for a very hot ticket in Provo. I can tell you this much: only 6,000 fans is going to make for some very interesting decisions. I think on the BYU athletic department's part, as they try and parse out how many tickets go to each each group in the Cougar Club, et cetera. Additionally, they've also announced that uh, The Rock, the Roar of the Cougars, the student section of BYU games will also have an allocated number of tickets as well. So going to be a very, very tough ticket to get if you want to see BYU play in person, at least for this home opener. My hope is that... Everything goes well at the home opener against Troy. And then on through October, they can actually add more and more fans. I would like to see them get up to that 24,000 mark. I think it would be a fantastic thing to see BYU kind of leading the way in that regard. Because in many ways, BYU football has led the way. Obviously, a 55-3 victory over Navy has brought all kinds of praise for the BYU football program. But even going back further than that, June 1st. College football programs are allowed to bring athletes back onto campus for individual workouts in their facilities. Well, guess what? BYU is one of the few programs who did open their doors and has been taking care of business ever since. They've been extremely careful with the COVID-19 restrictions, making sure that they're in compliance with everything they need to do. They're now testing three times a week, speaking of the players inside the program with saliva testing. So BYU is doing their part. There's no negligence here to be had. I know that some people out there, opposing fan bases by and large, are quite angry that BYU is playing football. But let's be honest, folks. BYU, this is why independence is working for the Cougars. They were not beholden to some other conference or conference commissioner or university presidents who decided, you know what, we're nixing the system. We're nixing the season, excuse me. We're nixing the season, not the system. Apologies. But Michigan, Nebraska, you're seeing a bunch of these Big Ten programs speaking out. I've heard that there's internal dissension with the Pac-12 as well. And obviously those programs, those programs inside both the Big Ten and the Pac-12 may come back before too long. It sounds like with the rapid testing program that the Pac-12 announced recently, they may be playing football as soon as Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, Have fun in the cold in Utah and Colorado there, Pac-12 teams. But hey, regardless, the good news is BYU is is moving forward here. And I hope, this is my sincere hope, that with BYU allowing 6,000 fans for Troy, maybe the next game they're allowing maybe 10,000 fans. They build that up to 15,000, maybe 20,000 by the end of the season. I want to see BYU be a leader in this. I think the fact that they're starting small is going to really help them really evaluate what they need to do to really fine-tune, making sure people are socially distanced. Obviously, people are going to be required to wear masks at these games. And I can see this really going positive for BYU if everything works out the way they hope it does. I can tell you this much. In talking with people around the university Tom Holmo, the BYU Athletic Department, the BYU administration, speaking of Kevin Worthen, the president of the university, they've been very diligent in working with the state as well as the Utah County Department of Health to make sure everything is in order. So the good news is there will be fans in the stands when BYU does play Troy here in just a few weeks. The bad news is, well about a tenth of what is normally in those stands or under that are going to be allowed to see BYU play in person. So if you have an opportunity to get tickets to the game, guess what? The secondary market could be very lucrative for you. But I know that most of you listening to this are big-time BYU fans who would not try and sell the ticket. Instead, you're going to take it and go to that game. That's what I think is the big part about BYU right now is it's giving a lot of hope to people. I think a lot of people look at college football. The NFL kicks off tomorrow night. They look at what's going on with football and sports in general, and it really just kind of provides an escape. How great was it Monday night to sit down for what? The three hours, the BYU just utterly ran up and down the field on Navy. How fun was that? There were no politics involved. There was no outside noise. You could just sit back and enjoy the sport. That's what we're all gunning for, and I'm glad BYU is getting ahead of this. And best of luck to the rest of you guys as you try and figure out who's going to get these tickets. I don't even know what the media is going to do. I might not be able to attend the game as a media member, I, so we'll be sh- certain to pass that along to you as well. But of course, fans are going to be allowed in the stands. I don't know what myself as a media member is going to be able to do in terms of attending the game, but hey. Regardless, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but I'm glad that BYU is moving forward here and will allow at least some fans to be at Lavelle Edwards Stadium when the Cougars start their home debut or their home season in just a few weeks here. All right, coming up here in just a second, we need to talk a little bit about the the praise that's been coming from all over college football for BYU and their performance against Navy. It's actually pretty impressive what they've been able to do, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar, guys. Built Bar has revolutionized the protein bar game, and I can tell you this much. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars on the market, and you don't have to take my word for it. I would encourage you guys to try it yourself. You can go to BuiltBar.com, learn more about this company, but what I love about Built Bars just for a second here is that they are the perfect complement to what I'm trying to do in terms of my losing weight. Obviously, I'm not able to eat all the treats I've enjoyed over the past, what, decade plus that have really led to my weight gain issues, and I can tell you this much. The nice part is I've replaced a lot of those, a lot of the sugary snacks, all the different things that I've been taking out of my diet with the best tasting protein bar that tastes legitimately like a candy bar, and that is a Bilt Bar. 18 unique flavors in the Bilt Bar family, and they are awesome. Every one of them, I've had every one of them at this point, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not the carrot cake quite yet. I don't know if I've had carrot cake, but so I've had 17 of the 18, and I'll be trying carrot cake hopefully here in the near future, but they are absolutely delicious. I would encourage you guys to check out BuiltBar.com, learn more about this company, and when you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, get $10 off your next order. It doesn't matter if you're a longtime customer of BuildBar like myself, or if you're a newbie just trying to figure out what you're... What you're doing with Built Bars? Ten dollars off your next order using that promo code Locked On, guys. Get the best tasting protein bars. Take our word for it. Try it for yourself. That's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. L O C K E D O N. Get ten dollars off your next order. That's promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, let's take a minute and talk a little bit about what BYU did Monday night. I know obviously we spent an entire podcast yesterday reacting to the dominant 55-3 outing for BYU as they absolutely just dominated the Naval Academy, but the praise over the past day or so has really come on strong for the BYU football program. Obviously, there are going to be naysayers out there amongst the BYU fan base and those beyond that who are going to say, well, Navy didn't hit all fall camp and blah, 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 blah. Here's what I have to say. To that, these are young men speaking of the Naval Academy just like BYU. They've been playing football the majority of their lives at least 10 years in most cases, somewhere up to 15 years in some cases as well. They did not forget how to tackle, how to go out and play the game. I get that you need some preseason work with hitting each other to get yourself really good to go, but I have to say this BYU went out there and took it to an opponent that traditionally has been very strong, and BYU deserves everything that is coming to them right now. So Anybody who wants to go out and take pot shots at BYU, guess what? You're just a miserable human being who likely is a opposing fan base fan of maybe Utah, Utah State, Boise State, etc. I have to say that the national media, I think, has taken note of what BYU did Monday night, and they've been very effusive in their praise. One such publication is 60-year sports on Twitter, and they announced that they have a national team of the week where they go around picking the best players from all the games are played that weekend. And they honor Tyler Algiers, one of their two running backs on their national first-team offense team of the week. But then additionally, they decided, you know what? BYU was so dominant in running the ball in that game against Navy, 301 yards all told, that they actually named all five of BYU's starters as their offensive line for the week. So Brady Christensen, Clark Barrington, James Ampey, Tristan Hodge, and Chandon Herring, the starting offensive line unit for BYU Named as the six-year sports first-team offense, and it was pretty funny. He says, all right, you probably guessed it, but we've made some adjustments to the national team of the week, especially on offense where the entire BYU football, BYU offensive line earns the spot. As well as, as, well as Mr. Tyler Algier, running back, and Gunnar Romney, wide receiver. I felt the note Gunnar as well. Four, reception, one, four receptions, 134 yards. Just a breakout performance for Gunner, by the way. If he re- recreates that each week for BYU, he's going to live up to the billing he had coming out of Chandler High School and then some. We'll talk more about that at some point this week because it's been phenomenal to see what a guy like uh, Gunner has been able to do in a BYU uniform to this point, but this isn't seeing what he did Monday night, man... It really makes you excited for the future. So congratulations to the BYU offensive line, Tyler Algier, as well as Gunnar Romney on the offensive side of things. And then Kyrus Tonga also earned recognition at defensive tackle on the defensive side of things from sixth year sports. Uh, we had guys like Kirk Herbstreit who called the game on Monday night, had a front row view of the game, who said, well, is for real. He really likes what he's seen from the Cougars. You heard him talk about during the broadcast, the BYU, their schedule as it stands, those eight games, they should be favored in all of the remaining games. The ESPN football percentages index after BYU won that game pretty much favors BYU the rest of the way. 8-0 and is not out of the question for BYU here. And that would bring up obviously the question, well, if they're 8-0 come the end of the season, if they don't play any more games, is it worthy of a New Year's 6 bowl game uh, being in the college football playoff discussion? Sure, that conversation will come up, but to be honest with you right now, just looking at BYU's schedule, and this is just your host, Jake Hatch's opinion, it's not going to be strong enough. I never believed for a second that the college football playoff committee would seriously take BYU under consideration as it stood. and I feel like BYU would have to do something like a UCF where you go undefeated for the majority of two years against a much more stout schedule before they really got a sniff of the college football playoff. But then again... 2020 has been a weird, weird year. It's been a bad year in many ways. I hope it's over soon. And I, I know that sounds really bad, but it's just been bad news after bad news after bad news. So it's been a weird year. If BYU, all they can really handle at this point or what they can control, excuse me, is what I should say, what they can control now is controlling their effort game in and game out for however many games they play this fall. Regardless of if it's the eight they currently have slated, if they get it up to 10 or 12 games, go out there, take care of business, and then let the chips fall where they may. I can tell you this much. If BYU is 8-0 come the end of what? That'd be November 21st against North Alabama would be their final game as currently slated. I have to tell you this much. Just looking at it, I feel like BYU would be well-positioned to be in a pretty dang good bowl, bowl game even if it isn't a New Year's six. Obviously we don't know what the bowl season is going to look like in college football yet. I think there's still a big conversation to be had about how many bowl games might actually be played with the pandemic ongoing and so many different things going down. I could see very much see some bowl games saying, you know what? We're calling it off for this year. We we'll back next year. I believe one of them already did that. Was it the cactus bowl? Uh, I forgot. I probably should have done some research ahead of that, but I just came to my mind as I was talking about this, but The praise for BYU after one week of the season is great to hear. Now they are 10 days away from facing off against Army out there in West Point. They obviously now have film on Army, and Army has film on BYU. I think the biggest thing going into this matchup is BYU needs to prove that this was not an anomaly, that they went and took care of an an opponent, speaking of Navy, who was ill-prepared for the matchup. Army will have two games under the belt by the time they face off against BYU. They have Middle Tennessee State that they already beat 42 to nothing last week. They'll be facing off against Louisiana Monroe this coming Saturday. So they will have two low level opponents they likely will have dominated at that point. And they should be well positioned and well conditioned as they welcome BYU to Mikey Stadium on September 19th. I think the biggest thing for BYU right now is to focus on that game. Don't let the outside hype get to you. I know Eric Mateos probably marched into the meeting room yesterday when the BYU offensive line reconvened to watch film and said, gentlemen, that poison out there Don't drink it. It's a famous, famous phrase now with the BYU football program about drinking poison that was started by Coach Mateos, and he's absolutely 100% dead on with that. The BYU football program, they need to block out that outside noise. It's fun to go out and beat a team 55-3 to and have people talking about you. I know the BYU offensive line, they toil in relative anonymity as compared to the wide receivers, the running backs, tight ends, and quarterbacks that they play around, But it's cool to get the praise they have gotten. Now, you know what? You celebrated on the flight home. You maybe celebrated it yesterday as well. Now starting today you start turning your attention to getting ready for army and focus in on that and then after that you get ready for troy and so on and so forth you go week by week handle your business and you know what if you are eight no come november for byu i can guarantee you this you may not get a college football playoff berth you may not get a new year six uh, bowl slot but guess what you will have the nation talking about you and guess what byu when they went independent in a decade ago. They talked about the fact that they were doing it for exposure's sake. That was a key part of why they chose this independent route. Go out, win all eight games you currently have slated. Hopefully guys like Tom Homo and the rest of the BYU Athletic Administration can get some more games for you. Get UCF on the schedule. That's one I'd really like to see. But you play the games you can can play, you win the games you can win, and then you let the chips fall where they may. I like where BYU is positioned right now. I really do, and I know I'm kind of belaboring the point here, but I look at what BYU did on Monday night. That was as good of a debut you could have in a year like you're going to have this year, and now you got to go follow it up. You can't have what has happened under Kalani Sitake multiple times. Big wins. Think of Tennessee. Think of Wisconsin. Think of USC, and then just some... Pathetic, frankly, w- losses at home to UMass, Toledo last year, USF last year, Hawaii to a degree. You need to go out and just be that consistent team that you have not shown to be previously under Kalani Satake's tenure. I do believe this is an upperclassman laden team finally for BYU and they kind of understand, okay, we've had some growing pains here, but we're figuring it out. Now it's a matter of just having that consistent effort, game in and game out, just go out there play your heart out and then you know what if you go 7 and 1 or 8 and 0 you're probably nationally ranked and you're getting talked about by the media you get your pretty good bowl game and you call it a year the nice part is BYU is playing football when a lot of programs aren't as we've talked about multiple times previously here just go out and handle your business That's all BYU can do at this point, and I'm looking forward already to seeing BYU play Army at Mikey Stadium. I really do think Army is going to be the type of team we expected Navy to be in the season opener on Monday. So... Should be an interesting matchup, and we'll be breaking that down for you, obviously, in depth as you get closer and closer to that game. But get excited, folks. It's that time of year we're playing football. BYU is handling their business. They should be handling their business, I guess I should say. And you hope that as they continue to move forward here that they have success and everything goes smoothly for them. All right, coming up here in just a second, we need to talk about a new recruiting offer on the basketball front, Jake Wallen from Timview High School. What kind of player is he? What can BYU fans expect to see if he ultimately does decide to commit to BYU? We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, guys. And I have to tell you this much. Some cold weather has hit the interior of the United States of America. A lot of places in the Western United States in Denver, what 50 degrees below 50 degrees difference between Monday and Tuesday's temperatures here in Utah. We had about a 30 degree difference, if I'm not mistaken, maybe even more than that. Well, the cold weather is going to force creepy crawly things. I'm speaking of spiders, ants, whatever it might be, are going to try and get inside your home because they want to be where it's warm. And I don't mean to say this to creep you guys out, but I can tell you this much. It makes people freak out when they go move a box and all of a sudden there's a spider there or there's an ant trail, whatever it might be. All Guard Pest Control can handle all the pest control issues you might encounter, and they can make sure that it doesn't have that same scenario that I just described for you. They will make sure your home is taken care of as we get colder and colder throughout the rest of this fall. Obviously, expecting a little bit of a warm up here in September before things really dive back down in October and November, heading on into the winter. But now is the time to act. Get your home protected by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, a local company here along the Wasatch Front, but they're capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. Davis, Weber, to Willow, Wasatch, Salt Lake Counties. I don't care where you live, All Guard Pest Control is more than happy to take care of you guys. Feel free to give them a call anytime. 801 851 1812 is the phone number. You also can check them out online at All Guard Pest Controls with the That's All Guard Pest Seth and his team are the best of the best guys. They are taking the utmost precautions right now with COVID-19, wearing masks, wearing gloves. They want to make sure your experience with them is top-notch. I trust them to take care of my home, and I can tell you this much. I am 110% satisfied, and I hope you guys will take advantage of their services as well. Once again, that's all guard pest control. 801-851-1812, or go online to learn more about them at allguardpestcontrols.com. Let's talk some BYU basketball recruiting before we go on today's show. Yesterday on social media, Jake Wallen, a senior at Timview High School, announcing he'd received an offer from the BYU basketball program, and he plays right up the road from BYU at Timview High School. Obviously, Timview has brought many athletes to BYU recently, and I think this is the latest in the line of guys that BYU, if they're able to land a kid like Jake Wallen, it's going to serve them well. You're probably wondering, okay, who is Jake Wallen? Well, he is a kid who is a six foot seven forward for the Timview High School basketball program, listed at six seven, one hundred and eighty pounds, and listed as a power forward. I'll tell you this much, he is not a Division I power forward, and that's not a bad thing for Jake Wallen. He is what you would consider to be a wing player, a long wing defender who can really go out there and shoot it from long range. His ability to shoot the ball extends out to the three-point arc, like most players in this day and age of basketball, but I really like this kid's game. One additional note for you guys is he is the brother-in-law of current New York Jets linebacker Harvey Longy. Harvey's wife is actually Jake's older sister. This is a kid who's been around BYU for a long time. He's got family connections to the BYU basketball program. I would think just based on reading into what Jake Wallen is as a player, who he is, where he's playing, all the different factors that go into it, I would say that BYU is one of the favorites to land his signature. He's added a number of great offers, though, in recent days. He started things off with an offer from Dixie State. Has also offered... At added offers from the likes of New Mexico, San Diego, one of BYU's WCC foes, uh, as well as Arizona State from the Pac-12. So this is a kid who is picking up offers, and he's going to continue to pick up offers. I really like his game, though. I I look at it, 6'7", 180-pound guy. That really fits what BYU's trying to do on offense, I think, in terms of a body type. Because if you've seen what Mark Pope has done early on in his tenure so far, he likes having guys who are 6'5 to 6'8 who can play both on the wing and on the interior. Jake Wallen fits right into that mold. Probably a little skinny at this point but that can be rectified by getting himself into a college weight program and really putting some pounds on him. I really do feel like this is a good addition if BYU is able to land his signature. I think it's a solid offer. As I've said, uh, BYU has been well served offering guys out of temp view. It's a nice, easy way to recruit and I know that also has brought on some Uh, Some uh, complaints from BYU fans in the past that BYU didn't look beyond their county border, speaking of Utah County, to recruit their recruiting classes. I'll tell you this much, Mark Pope, he is looking nationally and recruiting guys all over, even going international in some cases. But the nice part is if you have a guy right here in your backyard who is literally minutes, what, a five minute drive from the BYU practice facility to Timview High School. If you have a kid in your backyard who you think is a difference maker, who can be a big part of your program, why not offer him? I think that's the type of player that Jake Wallen is, and a big congratulations to him on adding that offer from the BYU basketball program. Like I said, I will trust uh, the evaluation of the BYU coaching staff. I think Mark Pope has shown so far in recruiting, and I know he's only a year into his tenure as BYU's basketball head coach, But he's proven, I think, at UVU as well as his short time at BYU to this point to be a keen evaluator of talent and what he wants in his program. He knows what fits for what his offense and defensive schemes are going to be. And if he's offering Jake Wallen, I'm going to take him at his word for it. And I think it's a fantastic offer for the BYU men's basketball program. All right, that'll do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. A big thank you once again for joining us on the podcast. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day talking BYU sports. Reminder for you guys to leave us a rating and review of what you like about the podcast. We love those five-star ratings, especially on Apple Podcasts. And also make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search us out at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to get my insights on all things sports, not just BYU, you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. And of course, if you have any feedback, thoughts, concerns, questions, please email us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address to reach out anytime. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. I hope you guys are all doing well. A lot of fun to be a BYU fan, folks, especially when they're winning football games. And we're getting ready for Army over the next week and a half. So get ready for that. And we'll have it all covered for you each and every day right here on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Once again, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 9th, 2020. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.